the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. If you take me, some people call me daddy. My children call me daddy. So when they say dad, it's a certain name they call me by. And therefore, that name provokes a certain anointing or a certain relationship. It means by the fact that they can call me dad, it means that I am responsible for their provision. Hallelujah. When my children call me daddy, you see, it means that by that name, by that name, when they call me that, it is also a message that I am responsible for them. Because I'm a dad to them. Hallelujah. My wife, my wife does not call me daddy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even though I know some wives call their husband daddy. My wife does not call me daddy. Because I'm not her dad in that sense. But she calls me by another name. And that name also provokes another anointing. <laughs> Are you hearing me? You want to know the name, your face. <laughs> when he calls me by that name, another anointing also comes. <laughs> to do other manifestations. <laughs> So it's all in the name. And of course, I have even classmates, I have classmates that even what, they also call me by a certain name. <laughs> and that, you see, when the, when the person mentions the name, it also shows when I knew the person. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So the name always has a link and releases certain things. Hallelujah. In the same way, God comes by various names. And the name by which you know him releases a certain power. Hallelujah. The name is of Lord, a strong tower. Oh yeah, my wife has a name that she calls me. Which I won't tell you. Because the anointing that it provokes is not easy at all. I don't know why you're interested in such things. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God also carries a certain name. And the name by which you call him brings a certain anointing and a certain blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. So I started talking to you about the names of God. You remember? And the first name we studied was what? What was the first name? Elohim. God the creator. I said God what? I say, God, what? Yeah, when you say Elohim, you are, you are referring to him as a creator. 
the one who creates. Hallelujah. And that nature he put in us, may creativity be born in you. Listen, oh, you come to church, eh? A church is not only for knowledge, oh. I was sharing with them in the earlier the all nation service. A church is both for knowledge and blessing. So when blessings have been pronounced, don't sit there stiff. You need blessings in your life. You need blessings in your life. I say you need blessings in your life. So when a man of God is pronouncing blessing, because you are not here on Tuesday, that's why you don't understand. But if you were here on Tuesday, you understand the power of speaking by the man of God. That is why you are sitting. When I say that, may creativity be found in you. I say may creativity be found in you. I say may creativity be found in you. Yeah. Anybody who is creative is wealthy. That's what you don't know. Hallelujah. And then, what was the other name? El what? El Shaddai. Hallelujah. We knew you must El Shaddai. El Shaddai means the one who pushes. And no one can push back. It means a strong arm one. So when God is your El Shaddai, it means that when God establishes, nobody can move you. I say, if God says you will stay, nobody can move you. Because his arm is strong. The El Shaddai. El Shaddai. The one who pushes. And nobody can push back. So you need El Shaddai on your side. Hallelujah. And El Shaddai also means the big-breasted one. Hallelujah. Shaddai, Shaddai in the original text is breast. So when you say El Shaddai, it means the one with the big breast. It means that he can satisfy everybody's needs. The one with multiple nipples. So when it comes to El Shaddai, I, I asked a lady who had twins before. Most children were twins or triplets. One baby feed at a time. When they feed this baby, they put it down and they feed the other baby. But El Shaddai, the original testament, the one with a lot of nipples. So many babies can feed at the same time. So when it comes to the blessing of God, you don't have to wait for somebody to be blessed before you are blessed. You can be blessed at the same time. El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Yeah. And like, I, like I said, I mean, someone, even, even when you take women, different breast sizes come. Size A, B, C, D1, double D, S, triple D. All type of braziers come. So some of you are small busted. Some of you are big busted. You are Shaddai, but you are not El Shaddai. <laughs> I say you, you have a Shaddai, but you are not El Shaddai. Tell the sister that you are only a Shaddai, you are not El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me? So today I want to go on about the names of God. Can you hear me clearly? I said, can you hear me clearly? Yeah. I want to go to another name. You see, may we understand his name. And may we experience the power. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 22. The Bible says, and it came to pass after these things. Huh. I need to get closer, I tell you. The message is getting up. And it came to pass after these things. Hallelujah. And it came to pass after these things. 
that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham! And he said, Behold, here I am. Abraham! And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon which, upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. It's not easy. Abraham, Abraham, take your son, and then thy only son. You see, when he said thy only son, he didn't leave it blank. Because if God has said, take your son, thy only son, who do you think he will have sent? Ishmael. <laughs> I said, who do you think he will have sent? Ishmael. <sighs> well, I've given him the Ishmael. Because Abraham, Abraham and Ishmael. Before Isaac. So if God was not specific, who do you think God will, Abraham would have sent? What a shock. So God, God didn't like, he said, I mean Isaac. Hallelujah. Because Isaac, for the advantage of doubt, Isaac, whom thou lovest, whom thou what? I said, whom thou what? Listen, Bishop shared us a revelation. Let me share something with you. Don't love anything too much. Otherwise, God will ask for it. It's a revelation. Don't be attached to anything so much. Do you know why? Because you see, before Isaac came, everything about Abraham was, oh God, oh God, oh God. Good relationship. Now after Isaac, everything is Isaac. Isaac. I, so Isaac has become a rival to God. God said, eh. <laughs> Don't love your job more than church. I said, don't love your job more than church. Because God will ask for it. Anything that you love more than God. Even your husband, don't love you more than God. If you love your husband more than God, God will ask him. Bring him. And ask for your wife. It's a mistake to love her more than God. <laughs> I'm preaching. Ask for your wife. It's a total mistake. It's a total mistake. To love your wife more than God is one of the worst mistakes we can ever make in your life. I'm preaching. That's why I came down from the stage so I can get close to you. Your wife! Please. Love her, but no more than God. Go and ask Adam. <laughs> I said, go and ask Adam. <laughs> He would tell you the trouble that he had because he loved his wife more than God. So don't love it. So thou lovest Isaac, the one that thou lovest. Hallelujah. Don't love anything more than God. I'm serious. Don't love your job, your marriage, your, your career more than God. Don't. If you want to keep it, if you want to keep what God has given you, Make sure that that thing is below God. The day you raise that thing above God, God will say, bring it. Yeah. 
Because I'm a jealous God. Hallelujah. But another thing we learn from here, it says, bring Isaac. Look. Church. Anytime God is going to bless you, I'm sure another revelation. Anytime God is going to bless you, he will say, bring what you have. Anytime God is going to bless you, he's going to ask you for something. Anytime God is going to about to bless you, he will ask you for something. Anytime God is about to bless you, he will ask you for something. Bring an offering. Bring this. Bring that. Hallelujah. Because blessing, you see, let me define another. Blessing is also an exchange between what is in your hand and what is in God's hand. I'll say it again. Blessing also is an, is a, represents an exchange between what is in your hand and God's hand. So when God wants to bless you, we say, bring what is in your hand to me and I will give you what is in my hand. Now, why is it a blessing? Why is it a blessing? Why is it a blessing? It's a blessing because how big is in your hand? How big is your hand? And how big is God's hand? You have not thought about it. Your hand can only contain this much. But his hand is big. So all that he's asking is to bring what is in your hand. But a lot of us hold it so much. What we don't know is that he's asking us to exchange what is in our hand for his hand. And his hand is bigger than your little hand. Yeah. Hallelujah. But a lot of us have deprived ourselves of our blessing because we hold on to the little. How big is your hand? Look at your hand. Look at, just look at your hand. How, how much can you contain in your hand? Can you compare it to the one that the Bible said like, he holds the mountains on the palm of his hand? And do you know how big God's hand is? And he said, bring your little hand. and Bring what's in your little hand for what is in my hand. And you are so holding on to your little hand. That's why you, are, you don't understand that it's just it's that, that by asking what is in your little hand, he wants you to bring it so that he can exchange what is in his big hand. I'm pretty sure. Hallelujah. Whom thou lovest. Amen. Yeah. That's what he said. Hallelujah. And he said, and I will show you a place. You are reading the Bible. I'm just reading it. And offer, and offer him there. Okay. And offer him there for a burnt offering upon, upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Hallelujah. I am sending you to a mountain. Okay? But not every mountain. Go and offer him at a specific place. Because history tells us that Mount Moriah, if you go to Israel, Mount Moriah was a chain of mountains. But God was saying that, I will show you the exact mountain. Something very specific. And it's not every mountain you're supposed to sacrifice your child. Something specific. I will direct you to an exact spot. May God direct you to an exact spot of blessing. Oh, you are, not, you are not hearing me. May the Lord direct you to a specific place. There is a specific mountain I have for you. There is a spe- it's like something specific. There is a specific woman I have for you. May God direct you to the right woman. It's not every woman you should marry. 
mountains, but there's a specific mountain for you. It's not every man that you should marry. May God deliver you from the wrong mountain. It's not every job you should take. I'm releasing an anointing for that. May God direct you. I say, may God direct you. I am proud of May God direct you. May you not find yourself at the wrong mountain. Because some jobs, when you take them, you are dead. Some jobs, when you pick them, that is the end of you. It's not every house you should rent. It's not every house you should buy. It's not every city you should move in. Some places, when you move in, you are dead. I was recently talking to a, a very nice Christian. They are dead because of where they moved to. May you not move to a dead place. Oh, I, prophet, I said, may you not move to a dead place. May God direct you to the exact mountain. It's my room, Mario. The fact that she has a breast on the backside does not mean that it may be a wrong mountain. Wrong mountain! The day you marry, all your anointing will get finished. You hear me, brother? You hear me, son? You hear me, son? Make sure that God directs you to the right mountain. Unless you do hear me. Some mountains are dangerous. Some husbands are volcanoes. Siobhan, some husbands are volcanoes. If you go and it will erupt and burn you. May God deliver from a volcano mountain. Earthquake are happening in that mountain. Every day there's an one man that you married. Every day there's an earthquake. Financial earthquake. Every day earthquake. May God deliver you. I prophesy over you. May He direct you to the right mountain. Any earthquake husband will remove in Jesus' name. I'm married now. You're married now. You can't breathe. You can't take every day. I, I have a The Bible says you're supposed to submit to your own husband. There's a difference between submission and domineering. I didn't know that. Some men, some men are domineering. May God deliver from a domineering husband. One husband that you marry is like a jacket. You can't even breathe. God will deliver you. <laughs> Hallelujah. A mountain where I will show you. We are preaching. Are you enjoying the word of God? I said, are you enjoying the word of God? Hallelujah. So, Abraham obviously humbly takes Isaac. And if, if you are smart, you see, some Bible scholars believe, and I, I agree with them, that Abraham never had a discussion with Sarah about this. Did you know that? Abraham just quick, quietly collected Isaac. Can you imagine Abraham going to tell Sarah that, look, God says go and kill this boy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Abraham, why are you going with Isaac? Oh, God said I should go. <laughs> what? Are you out of your mind, Abraham? Are you nuts? Are you stupid? Do you know how long I struggled to have this baby? And you say, who? Who? <laughs> oh, you're nuts. Obviously. In fact, when you read this account, I mean, theologians tell us that after this account, you never hear the name of Sarah again. The last time, the only time you hear Sarah after this account was when she was buried. So some people believe that after this, even when they came back, 
And Sarah asked Isaac, where did you go? <laughs> he said, you and your dad, where did you go? That's what, that's what some theologians believe. He said, hey, dad, <laughs> dad, had, dad, dad almost killed me. You won't believe what dad did. Some, some people believe that. So from that time, we never hear of the name of Sarah again. Because um, it's possible. Because possible after that, Sarah said, hey, me, I should stay here. What about next time God speaks that you should kill your wife? <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, you're, you're not talking about this. Sarah, I should say, no. Sarah probably said, hey, Nicola, you think so? What about if next time this same God say kill your wife? It will have next to be killed. Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. So let's continue. Next verse. Quickly, please. We are reading the Bible quickly. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and cleaved the wood for a burnt offering and rose up and went to the place of which God had told him. Next verse. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw there. Not a place, there. He saw what? I said, he saw what? I said, he saw what? May God show you the job. Say, the job. Say, the job. Say, the marriage. Say, the wife. The husband, the house, the ministry, the church. May God show you the church you should attend. I say, may God show you the church. Look, church is you, you are a spiritual being. God gave you a spirit. If you find yourself in the wrong church, you are dead. And that's also true. You are spiritually dead. There is a church for there. there. The word is there. 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 Hallelujah. There. Specific. Amen. Yeah. That church. And so the place are far off. On the third day. Continue, please. We are reading. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass. And I will abide here with the ass. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I'm telling you. Stay here and worship. And I will go yonder with who? With the lad. And come again what? But Abraham was going to kill the child. Abraham was, his original intention was going to kill Isaac. So was he lying? Was he lying? Abraham, was he lying? You had planned, you were going to kill the child. Now you are telling the servant, stay here. I am going to worship and we will come again unto you. Knowing very well that you are going to kill this child. Was he lying? Hallelujah. 
there's a reason why the Bible calls Abraham the father of faith. I said there's a reason why the Bible calls Abraham of faith. I said there's a reason why God calls Abraham the father of faith. Listen to me. He was not lying. He was going to kill the child, but Abraham, Abraham knows God. He knows that when God promised him Isaac, he said, I will give you a seed and you shall become the father of many nations. So even though he doesn't know how it will be done, he knows that once God has said it, whether he kills Isaac or not, whatever it may be, by all means, the child will come. He shall be the father of many nations. That's why he's called the father of faith. Look, Abraham probably believed that I can kill this boy and burn him. God will resort him again. father of faith. That's why it's called the father of faith. He believed God because God had told him. Listen to me. I hear what one preacher said and I like it. He said, don't doubt in the daytime. If you have a general right, don't doubt in the daytime what God told you at night. Don't doubt in the daytime what God told you at night. Sometimes God tells us something at night. But in the daytime, as we go through life and things become hard, we forget. We begin to doubt. Had he said it, and will he not do it? Don't doubt in the daytime what God told you at night. Oh, can I get a witness in the church? How many have believed something in the night and in the daytime you are confused? I say, how many? I want to show you. Have believed. You believe in the night, but in the daytime you are confused. You had faith. But as things began to unfold, you wonder whether you had right. Can I get a witness in the church? I said, can I get a witness in the church? I said, can I get a witness in the church? Yeah. Abraham never doubted it. He knew that God said, it shall be a problem. So even though, said, I don't doubt in the daytime what God told me in the night. Has he said it? Have you, God has told me a lot of things in the night time, oh. But you have doubted me. Oh, I saw. As the sun begins to smile, as the sun begins to shine, and the rain begins, you wonder. But God, what did you told me in the night? How come? Don't doubt in the daytime what God told you in the night. He will do it. Has he said it? I said, has he said it? I said, has he said it? Look, God is not a liar. You, see, you can doubt. You see. You can doubt in the daytime what your husband told you at night. <laughs> I say you can doubt in the daytime what your husband told you at night. I should go. I'm going there. Because your husband had a lot of raps in the night because he wanted to do some things. After that, in the daytime. <laughs> so all those things were meant for performances. So they are all, by, by the time the sun rises, everything, whatever she told you at night is null and void. Did I really say that? Did I say, it's all null and void. But God is not your husband. I said, God is not your husband. God is not a man that he shall lie. What he has said, when the pastor prayed for you and laid hands on you and prophesied, some of you, I spoke on the auction of your life. Do not doubt it. God is not your husband. That's the husband here. Look, one, 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 one wife was telling her husband, honey, since I married you, you stop calling me sweetheart. You, you stop calling me uh, 
honey, darling, uh, you are my only butterfly. You stop using nice words on me. Eh? Before when we were in a relationship, we used to say, honey, sweetheart, darling, I will die for you. Now you don't say anything. You don't say that anymore. Eh? Is that how you are? Do you know the husband's answer? Do you want to hear? You know his answer? The husband told her which politician goes on campaigning after they won an election. <laughs> campaigning after they've won the election. <laughs> so stop demanding. No, honey, the election has been won already. I said the election has been won already. So the campaign promises are over. <laughs> so which politician goes on campaigning after they won the election? <laughs> Yeah. But God is not a politician. Tell him that God is not a politician. Say, God is not a politician. <laughs> Campaign promises. <laughs> is it true? Campaign promises. The husband says, honey, which politician continue after they won the election? I mean, look at the, look at the promises they are giving in Ghana now. I mean, if you turn on the Ghana news, the promises. One, one house, one electricity. One house, one factory. What is it? One man, one cow. What promise is so? I hear somebody who said, one fisherman, one sea. <laughs> what promises? Let me continue preaching, I'm telling you. Are you getting blessed today? I said, are you getting blessed today? Yeah. Statement of faith. Hallelujah. Then, <laughs> he said, stay here. And I'll go and worship with the lander. Amen. I said, amen. Yeah. Once again, Abraham did not carry everybody to the mountain. He left some people there. They left the house with the servants. But when he came to the place of worship, he left some people behind. There are some people, if you want to go higher with God, you have to drop them from your life. So long as you carry them, you cannot go far. I'm preaching. There are some people, if you want to get close to God, you have to drop them. You cannot carry them to where you are. They just simply cannot come. If you want to have a certain relationship with God, some people, you have to drop them. Stay here. Everybody can come you to, not everybody can come with you to the mountain place. Not everybody can come with you to the mountain top. You may have started a journey, joined the church at the same time. But if you want to go higher, you must drop them. Not everybody can come with you. Some people are a hindrance. And you must look. Let me tell you something. Some numbers you must delete. Some family members, you should limit them to only family meetings. Because they are a hindrance. You only see them when there's a family meeting. We meet, they will go. Because a certain presence, you can't carry them there. Even in church, 
You must learn to drop some people. Look, even at a time of worship, some people you must not sit by them because they can hinder your worship. I say, you boss, you want to worship. You want to lie down. But the way they are looking at you, next time they are looking at you, look, 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 and, and stay with the asses. Some people, you have to lead them with the asses. He says, stay with the asses. I am going yonder. You can stay with the asses. Let's sit down by the asses and let me move on. Is somebody hearing me? You have to abandon them to the asses. Preaching. Because the intimacy that you want from God, the passion that you want from God, the presence that you have to experience, they cannot come. So don't carry them. Don't carry them. They can't come. There will be a hindrance. Leave them with the asses. Leave them. Because they are a hindrance. Say, stay here. Don't come. Stay. Stay. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because you want to go higher. You want to go higher. Look, it's not everybody you can carry, carry along. It's not every friend. Some people, you have to drop them. That's what the Spirit is saying. Because when they come along, they are a hindrance. What, what you want to achieve, you cannot bring them along. So, distractions. So leave them with the asses. Because you want to go higher. You want to go higher. It's, it's, next time I'll talk to you about who to go. My time is almost up soon. Next time, come to church. Okay, I'll tell you about who you should worship with. If I say I won't finish what I'm preaching today, so yeah, not everybody, not everybody at all. If you want to experience a certain presence, no, no, no. Yeah. Not everybody can stay in the tent. When Moses went to the tent, everybody stood aside. Only Joshua remained in the tent. Not everybody can stand in there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, so he left them. Because Abraham didn't have time for boring people. Hallelujah. Amen. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. <laughs> and Isaac spoke unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Where, that's the question. Where is the lamb? Because Isaac understood sacrifice. That sacrifice involves wood, knife, fire, and the lamb. But where is the lamb? He didn't know that he was the lamb. Next verse. Next verse. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they were, God will pro do what? I said, God will provide what? God will provide Jehovah Jireh. God will provide a lamb 
for himself. Hey, I am sharing you with a, a revelation. God is capable of taking care of himself. God does not need you to take care of him. So if you think by doing something in the house of God, you are doing God a favor, you are wrong. He will provide himself. Is somebody hearing me? So if you think that we are so come and sing, come and do something, you are helping God. You are helping the church. No, 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 no. God is capable of taking care of himself. So don't ever dream that you can hold the church to a ransom. Oh, I'm preaching. Jehovah Jireh. God can take care of himself. Some people have this man, oh, if I don't pay tight, the church will suffer. You are deceived. You are totally deceived. God can take care of himself. The tithe is only an opportunity for you to be blessed. But whether you pay or not, God can take care of himself. It is just an opportunity for you to be blessed. It's not that you are helping God. God will provide a lamb for himself. So this type of, oh, I mean, if I don't pay the tithe, you know, I mean, in this church, I'm annoyed with the pastor. If I don't pay the tithe, so that they will see what it means. They will see my financial contribution. You are, you are, you are like, your financial what? You know the one you are dealing with. God will provide for himself. God, you see, look, I can tell you something. God, in, in this context, God is like a husband who can cook. God is like a husband who can cook. He can cook himself. So you don't have to, cannot hold him ransom with food. He knows how to cook himself. Some women hold their husbands for ransom with food. I don't cook. Some husband, look, you can only do that to a husband who don't know how to cook. But if the guy can cook, no problem. No problem. But that's, and some of them, they even know how to cook better than you. So even when they say cook for them, they are giving you a privilege. It's an honor. It's an honor post. I'm preaching. So it is a privilege that he's even asking you to cook. Because he himself is a master chef. You see, when you marry husbands like us who don't know how to boil an egg, then you can cheat us. But God you can cook himself. <laughs> oh yeah. Me, I know a husband. I know a husband. Before they got married, I used to visit them. The guy can cook. He can, a man who can bake cake. A man. He can bake cake, make this type of pastries and a man who. And when she makes a cake, you know, you know that, yeah. So when he got married, I went to visit them. And the wife said to me, well, at the white face, mm. of the truth, the guy was better. <laughs> but I didn't tell her because your voice girlfriend. But she was a wise woman. I think somebody told her your husband can cook. So she never dared threaten him with food. God is like a man who can cook. I mean, some guys here, they can cook. One day, we had a men's meeting. And one of the guys made, uh, what, what, one of the guys made goat, goat soup. 
Auntie May, it wasn't easy. What? I said, am I made this? Go to a man, one of my church members, I won't mention his name, before he saw us start attacking him. He's in this church, he's a member of this church, a guy. They go to Wow! The leg, the joint, the ligament. She said, You know, I can see that. Yeah! The guy can cook! Oh, if you manage such a guy, you can't threaten him with food. That gossip was, it was spectacular. I asked her who did. They said, they say, hey, you can cook this. He said, no problem. So God can provide for himself. Listen, God can provide for himself. So, when you have to do something in the house of God, don't think that you are doing God a favor. It is an opportunity. Look, if you, all of you, the choir members, if you stop coming, God can raise stones to preach. Jesus can say, if you can't praise God, he said, if you don't praise me, I'll raise stones. So you can all leave the choir. Stones will come and praise the God. So it is a privilege for you to be in the choir. By the way, I'm having a meeting with all of you after church. <laughs> hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. God will provide for himself a lamb. Man, the preaching is getting sweeter. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Let's continue. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. And bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. You see, there's something about Isaac. You see, so many things to say, but I can't go into that. Isaac. I mean, by this time, Abraham was almost 100 years old. And Isaac was a teenager. Don't you think Isaac would have run away? Okay, but that's, an, that's another message. Whom to call a son? <laughs> and laid upon it. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Next verse. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. Have you seen the double call? What was it again? Have you seen the double call again? I said, Have you seen the double call again? What does it mean? Attention. That's what happened today. Grace. Grace. The double call again. Not Abraham, but Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither thou do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not heard thy son, thy only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And, and behold, behind him, a ram caught in the thicket of, of his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Where was the ram? I said, where was the ram? Was the ram on another mountain? Preach to me, preach to me, church. Was the ram on another mountain? Was the ram in the distance? Where was the, the miracle? The, the ram was the miracle. Where was the ram? I said, where was the ram? Behind him. Is it possible there's a miracle right behind you and you can't see it? Is it possible? May God, you see, 
A lot of us are looking for a miracle far away. No, the miracles right behind you. May God open your eyes to see the miracle. May God open your eyes to see the miracle. May God open your eyes to see the miracle. There is a miracle right by you. May you see it. There's a miracle. Everybody put your hand on it. Let me pray for you. Father, before I, I pray this afternoon, may, we op- may you open our eyes to see the miracle that is right by us. The breakthroughs that are right by us. The miracles that are right by us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. A lot of us are looking at miracles in distant places. No, there are miracles right here. Look, if you take a country like Ghana, most Ghanaians are running away. We don't see anything in the country. Who are foreigners, every day you sit on the plane. Those of you who go to Ghana, the plane is full. If you sit on the plane, the plane is always full. Foreigners are coming to the country and they are seeing the opportunities right in the land, but we don't see. A miracle behind you. A miracle right by your side. May God open your eyes to see the miracle. I say, may God may open your eyes to see the miracle. Yeah. A miracle. Right by you. Right by you is a miracle. Some brothers, there's a miracle sitting right by you. But you can't see. You are looking for some exotic sister from somewhere. Who are right by you in the choir. In the, it's a miracle. The miracle is right by you. May God open your eyes to see the miracle right by you. May the miracle right by you. There is a miracle. May, may God open your eyes to see the miracle right by you. <laughs> right here, right here. Miracles are miracles all of but they can't see. I'm telling them. Look, the miracle is not far, it's right by you. The breakthrough is near you. May God open your eyes to see the breakthrough. I say, may God open your eyes to see the breakthrough. The contract that you are looking for is right around you. Stop thinking afar, distant. You see, some of us, we are like Don Quixote. Quixotic adventures. The miracle is right by you. The breakthrough is right by you. May God open. The thing is that some, we can't see. But just like the angel spoke to Abraham, may the double call of God come. May your eyes be opened. May you see the miracle right by you. Oh, I prophesy, may you see the miracle right by you. Amen. The miracle right by you. Hallelujah. Yeah. This is where Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. There's a miracle right by you. Amen. I say amen. Wow. Now, you see, how come Abraham did not see this? When we're going up. First of all, it was a ram. A ram is a heavy. They thought it's a heavy goat. Okay? It's a heavy goat. A heavy lamb. The, a ram is not a mountain goat. There are mountain goats who can climb goat mountains. A ram is not. It's a heavy, like a cow. It can't, it can't, it's like a moose. It can't climb mountains. Heavy. Yeah, they can only walk on gra- flat land. Flat. So, but this was on the mountain. So, you know what happened? This is a mountain. 
this is a mountain. A mountain. A ma- so if, if this is a mountain, you know, I don't come. In fact, let's. I need the two to come. This is the ramp. Two, two. This, you see. I'm coming. Okay. No, you come. They can carry. You see, this, this, this is what happened. You come. You see, Abraham and see here. This, this, this is a ramp. Okay, these are two angels. Abraham and Isaac. It's a mountain. Mind you, a mountain has the opposite sides. So as Abraham was going with Isaac, okay, going with Isaac and climbing the stairs, what, what he couldn't see on the other side is that a ram is being carried there. A miracle. On his blind side, there was a miracle. So here we go. Carry the ram. Carry the ram. <laughs> Carry the firewood. You are carrying firewood. You are following me. Isaac. Give me a knife. I'm about to kill Isaac. Yeah. You're on the floor. So suddenly, as he was about to kill Isaac, he hears the double call. And he turns. And there's a ram. Shall I kill the ram? <laughs> yes, a ram. There's a ram. Listen to me, church. Sometimes we complain. We whine. Because you can't see what is happening on the other side of the mountain. As you are complaining, as you are whining, a miracle is happening on the other side. As you are complaining and you are whining, a miracle is happening on the other side. And may God open your eyes to see the miracle. Listen, I don't know what you are going through, what you are believing God for, but there's a miracle happening on the blind side. There is something called your blind side. It is blind to you, but it's not blind to God. God has no blind spots. As, because the ram cannot climb a mountain. It means that angels carried him there. But Abraham did not see because Abraham was on the other side of the mountain. Most of us cannot see. But let me tell you something. God is at work. I say 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 God is at work. May the miracle that is by you be open to you. In the name, stand up to your feet and let's close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. Yeah. Hallelujah. There is a miracle. There is a miracle. There is a miracle by you. May your eyes be open. Thank you. That is why they sang the song. The Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is a miracle. Jehovah Jireh. My provider. His grace is sufficient for me. Sing it. Sing it again. For me, Jehovah Jireh. There's a miracle. My provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh. Sing Jehovah Jireh. My provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh. 
sanctuary in Manhattan like this. If this is not a ram, I don't know what is a ram. Ah. <laughs> this is a fine ram. God will provide for you. Amen. I say God will provide for you. Amen. Listen to me. Whatever you are believing God for, the miracle is happening on the blind side. Continue believing God. Continue trusting God. His name is Jehovah Jireh. Sing it for me and give the Lord a If you believe it, Jehovah Jireh is my provider. His grace is sufficient for me. Say it again, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. His grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah. 
the contract was suddenly broken. And have you seen anybody who leaves a place before the month? Do you know we left before the month ended? Which contract is signed before the month ends? But suddenly, God, the little come, the place is vacant. Amen. Our God always provides. Amen. Amen. And I can tell you, this is a fine ram. I said, this ram is fine. This ram Tell is fine. This ram is fine. fine. And God will give you a fine ram. May God give you a fine ram. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a fine ram. I mean, it's a beautiful ram. Glass 10 cathedral. That's a beautiful ram. I mean, compared to a basketball gym. Yes. May God give you a beautiful ram. A nice ram. A fine ram. A fine ram. With every eye closed and every head bowed. Please close your eyes. God is our provider. He is our keeper. He is our sustainer. Before I sit down, you, may come to, you have come to church. You came on your own. You came with somebody. You have heard the preaching. But I tell you, there is no greater miracle than to be born again. The Bible said, except a man be born again. Except a man be born again. You see, it doesn't say you go to church. It doesn't say you read your Bible. To be born again means you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. To be born again means you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I tell you, my brother and my sister, life is too difficult. Life without Christ is a losing game. Life without Jesus is a losing game. So this afternoon, if you are not born again, if you are not born again, you are not saved, please, I plead with you by the mercies of God. Wherever you are standing, why don't you lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Young or old, please. This is the hour of salvation. This is the decision hour. Decision hour. Take a decision for God. Make sure. You see, this is, this is not something you can, you can guess. Don't be hesitant. Be sure. Be sure. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. Now you have an opportunity. Give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. There is room. There is room. There is room. Don't joke. Don't joke at all. Look, don't joke. Don't show next time, next time, next time. Now, 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 now. Right now, right now, right now. Right now, there's grace. Take a decision for God. There is room. Most Heavenly Father, I thank you this afternoon. Thank you that nobody will live here without being born again. And for those who are saved, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We are always grateful for salvation. This we ask and thank 
in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And let the saints say, Amen. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Hallelujah. Wow. You want to honor the Lord with your first and best quickly? We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.